How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Joining us now here, just steps away, our final guest of uh, the evening from the Supreme Court where we heard oral arguments today. I'm not sure how confident I am in questions posed by Justice Kennedy, but we'll talk about that with Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, Democrat from the state of Michigan, the 12th District. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here with you, and thanks for coming to Washington today to talk about an issue that's so important. It is an issue that's so important. One, one of the things that I am uh, very uh, surprised at is that we're having this conversation about these oral arguments on this case because I was surprised that this case was chosen uh, by four members. We don't know who they are, but we have, uh, you know, suspicions, uh, A, and B, before all of the courts heard uh, this case and ruled on it, especially right here in D.C. when they were in the midst of that. Um, a lot of people in this country, as you know, get disillusioned. They feel their vote doesn't count. Um, they feel everybody's bought, especially on the right side of the aisle. And, and some people are feeling that their Supreme Court members are, are being bought uh, politically uh, by someone, by something, because this is such a politically motivated case, and people fear it will be a politically motivated decision. You know, I like to believe in the three branches of government and that they all work. Uh, Justice Roberts surprised us the first time around yeah. on the health care case, so I'm not going to make prejudgments, and I'm not going to take pot shots. I'm very worried about it, yeah. uh, like so many people. I, First of all, I am a, a Democrat, but I think we've all got to stop being afraid to talk about issues that matter in this country, and I think it's one of the reasons that so many people feel disaffected, because they think they can't make a difference. They think their voice doesn't make a difference. They think nobody cares about uh, what they think. We need to talk about it. I think if you live in this country, if you're an American, you have a right to affordable quality health care. Yes. And that too many people are having to choose between whether they can eat or afford medicine. And that's not okay in this country. So I think we have to start talking about it more. We have to talk about what's at stake. Is this bill perfect? No. Last perfect bill was probably the Ten Commandments, and in this day and age, I don't think the Supreme Court or anybody else would say the Ten Commandments were okay. Somebody would but, challenge it. But I don't think people, I get very angry now when Republicans say, let's repeal it, because I know they don't want to repeal it. Yeah. I don't know any Republican that wants to tell somebody, which, by the way, five years ago, this was not the case. Right. They would not have gone this way. Right. No Republican I know wants to say to somebody, you have a pre-existing condition, you can't get insurance. Mm -hmm. No Republican I know wants to tell somebody who's suddenly diagnosed with diabetes or cancer, you can't have health insurance. We're going to cut, cancel your health insurance policy. No Republican I know is going to say, seniors, the cost of your drugs should go back up. No Republican I know wants to put a cap again on how much insurance premium, insurance payout you can get in a lifetime. They don't want that lifetime cap back on. And no Republican I know is going to tell a parent that a 26-year-old can't stay on their insurance until then, especially if they're in school. So, you know, we did a terrible job of implementing it. The first year was terrible. Sylvia's done a great job of trying to fix it. It's there. If there's some problems with it, then work with us to fix it. Right. Quit trying to repeal it 56 times work with us and say, this is what we have to do to try to fix it. 
Oh, absolutely. First of all, there's no alternative. Where's the alternative? Second of all, the will of the American people has to be considered. I mean, these are the constituents that elected people, um, you know, left and right. And what do they say? Ah, we, we, we like it. Don't replace it. Don't repeal it. Just tweak it. And by the way, Medicare and Social Security have been, Medicare and Social Security each have been tweaked about a dozen times or more, I think 20 times with Social Security over the, the past decades. When you have a piece of legislation like this that makes such a change uh, in society and affects so many lives, of course you're going to have to... You it's know, not sand perfect. Out the it's got to be tweaked. No, of course, no, no, no piece of legislation is perfect. But, and and I, I make another observation that most people don't think about, and that is the fact that, uh, quite frankly, the Affordable Care Act is only a beginning. Yes. It does nothing about our senior population. It does nothing about long-term care. We've got an outdated system there. Medicare needs to be tweaked, as you say. I've learned, I've been on a journey the last few months, which hasn't necessarily been the best journey as I've been caring for someone who I love very much. But I've learned, I've, I've used it as an educational opportunity too. But one of the things I've learned is Medicare doesn't cover hearing aids for seniors. Do you know how many people can't afford? I was ta- I've actually spoken to several doctors and I said, how many people do you see a day that need a hearing aid that can't afford it and don't get one? And all of them have said more than 50%. I wasn't aware of that. That's what, something I would think would be covered. You and I would both. You'd actually yeah. be surprised. They don't cover glasses. They don't cover glasses foot care. There's a number of... But hearing aids is what I'm focused yeah. on because what kind of quality of life do you have if you can't hear? You immediately become isolated. It, you go into early dementia when yes. you're cut off yes. and you can't hear. I'm sorry. If you live in America, we are a better society than that. There are just certain values that I think that we have if we live in this community that we need to take care of each other. And they're just basic things that every individual in this society has a right to, and one of them is quality, affordable health care. If you were running in my state, I'd vote for you. Of uh, that, maybe by saying that, well, no, because to, to me... You can have your different political ideology, and I say this to people all the time, but I agree with you. My friends that are Republicans, we're both human beings. We're not, we don't want to be inhumane. We don't want to take insurance away from more than 8 million people. We don't want to say to somebody, to me, I always say, if the Affordable Care Act saved one life, it was worth it, in my opinion. I agree. People think pre-existing condition, and they think things like, oh, somebody was diagnosed with cancer. They forget there are children coming out of their mother's bodies who were born right then and there with a pre-existing condition. Are we going to blame the child for some genetic you know, predisposition? I, I'm worried, too, probably because I'm a pessimist, and, and, and I need to change that. But, you know, there are people that talk about the questions that Justice uh, you know, Kennedy asked. Having a Citizens United ruling in the past, I, I don't always you know, trust uh, you know, what the decisions have come down. Um, are Democrats and your fellow Democrats in the House and even in the Senate uh, feeling confident that perhaps this will be the last challenge and that the court will side with the government? I'm not asking to make predictions. I'm just wondering what the chatter I is. I don't. On the I think today. that everybody's waiting to see what the Supreme Court is going to do uh, and concerned about what the impact will be if the decision goes another way. And quite frankly, I, I, Republicans have no plan B. Uh, I, and that's what I think we all need to really worry about is that what are we going to do? How are we going to make sure? Because as I said to you earlier, the world has changed. People have yes. moved forward yep. in saying that, yes, we need to take care of people. So how are you going to do it? 
And it's, I, I think, going to hurt the Republicans if the decision comes down in favor of the plaintiffs because in those states where you have so many people uninsured and no alternative for the governors that didn't sign on for the Medicaid expansion, I don't think those people are going to cast their votes. I think their party will be put aside because they will feel that their, their, uh, their lives, their humanity, uh, that the Republicans didn't care about them. If this, let's see what's going to happen. I'm just, I ref- I, I'm not going to prejudge, uh, but there is a f- danger. We yes. keep hearing this 8 million number of people that could become uninsured. That's, that's a very frightening number. Now, p- someone's going to have to come up with an alternate plan. Yes. I mean, I think we have moved forward that much that you can't do nothing. So I, I just, I continue to believe in the goodness of people. I don't know how we're going to get there. You know, Social Security, when it was first implemented, was controversial. Excellent. And I'm actually fortunate enough to have come from a family where my um, father-in-law was the author of Social Security. My husband was one of the authors of Medicare. Oh, wow. And and there was pushbacks on both of those. So, no, change is not, change always causes concerns, frustration, but it goes through. And that's, we're now in a time of change, and let's see what happens. Anything that you want to leave our listeners with? Because I don't want to take too much of your time. The one thing that I want to say is is that I think too many people feel like what they think doesn't matter. Yes. That they're expressing it doesn't make a difference. They don't feel engaged or part of a community. We're all part of a community. And we all have to care. And everyone right now, the values that they've grown up with that have been instilled in them, caring about their neighbor, that's the strength of democracy. Community is the strength of democracy. All of us need to care about each other. And all of us, I think all of us want to see our neighbors have affordable, quality health care. So I'm going to pray for the best with the Supreme Court. If it doesn't work, I'm going to hope that everybody out there is going to work with us to make sure that every American does have affordable, quality health care. Yep. And we, they already do, so hopefully it'll stay that way. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for taking the time. Congresswoman Thank Debbie you. Dingell from this great state of Michigan, uh, a, a Democrat, uh, 12th district, so people 12th know district. who aren't from Michigan, where the 12th, what the 12th I'm district is. From includes. outside of De- Dearborn, Ford Motor Company headquarters, Ann Arbor, the University of Michigan, and downriver where the great Detroit River. So I'm very blessed. The only place that the United States is north of Canada. Oh, very true. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you.